Rachel. Have you ever wondered why the veil is thinner this month than any other month? What is considered as a paranormal experience? And come and listen to our stories of the paranormal that have changed the directions of both of our lives and the work we do now. Welcome to Mystical Musings with your host, Trina Zaragoza of Altered Haven and Hannah Snake of Blessed Be Healing. We are spiritual sisters that have both walked in the Mexica medicine and energy work. Hannah is a moon dancer, massage therapist, herbal practitioner, beekeeper, artist, energy and jewelry weaver, and just an amazing soul. <laughs> and I just love her. She's one of my favorite people. First, let's talk about what this beautiful veil is. And why is it thinning right now? Between our world and the spirit world, there is something known as a liminal space. And liminal space denotes a time and space between the physical world and the spiritual world. Liminal comes from the Latin word limen, which means a threshold. For example, the space between where the ocean ends and the land begins is a liminal crossing over. A space where if you stand there, you're not quite in the ocean and you're not quite on the land. You're in the in-between space of the ocean and the land. So literally the veil is like that in-between space right now. And it's what we call the veil. It's the meaning of the two realms kind of merging or marrying together right now. And it's the ethereal curtain that separates our physical world from this energetic realm of spirits and energy. We always think we're so separate, but it's actually, it intertwines with ours a lot with this physical realm. It's a place between the worlds that is invisible, but if you have psychic abilities, intuitiveness in some ways, whether those are on or off, you're going to feel and sense these energies and frequencies. It's an energetic frequency, people, versus the physical matter of feeling. And sometimes those energetic frequencies are really powerful and can manipulate physical matter. That's what people don't realize, right? And we'll talk about some of those experiences there in a little bit. It's also the thinnest in places where the ecosystems and elements like earth, water, air, and fire meet. Sites like waterfalls with the earth and the water meet and volcanoes where inner fire and outer earth meet. Natural arches that we see in Sedona and Utah. They're like these vortexes or tunnels. Like even when it's foggy or misty is a great time. People don't even realize too when there's thunderstorms, when there's a lot of lightning going on in the atmosphere, guess what you may experience? They will pull that energy from that lightning to use it to become more physical or more present in this realm. So just know that when you see lightning storms, the people (laughs) on coast you want to communicate can come in more. There are places also on this earth, like I was just talking about, that have that veil eternally thin. So that can be about Sedona, Aries Rock in Australia, Stonehenge in England. Up in Boulder, we have a few places that have this beautiful energy field. Like when you go on hikes in the mountains, you can just feel it. Even the springs, the hot springs, Mm -hmm. you can feel it there. Crestone. Yeah. I was thinking about Crestone just has like crazy. Crestone just has crazy energy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. You have to pay attention to where you are and where there's ley lines underneath the planet. That's important too. People don't realize the, how important the ley lines and where they crisscross. If you look at all the sacred energy sites, 
They're usually on major ley lines that are crisscrossing each other. All the pyramids are on ley lines. All the sacred sites in South America and Peru and Brazil, guess what? They're on ley lines. <laughs> so there's another one. The hypnagogic state, uh, the state between dreaming and waking, that is that in-between state, people. That is why we feel people are like, oh my God, I'm falling asleep or I'm waking up and I feel this energy coming towards me because you're in that in-between state that you're able to feel and sense them with your third eye and your crown and your chakra and you're not in your head too. In those places, your mind is quiet and you can relax and this energy can come forth. That's the biggest time I hear people like, oh my gosh. Always. <laughs> All the time, yeah. right? But that's why, okay? Because because the veil is thin right now. Why is this curtain thinner right now? I felt like it started to thin even before October 1st. I felt like it started to be beginning in September. But typically, normally, the time you'll hear spiritual people say that the veil is thinning is usually October 1st to November 2nd. And in that time, we have some slowly dissipating and removing its threads or layers or whatever you want to think. And it's because the days are getting shorter. We're in this time of things dying off in the atmosphere. Things are going more into their inner place stuff. And I think sometimes we get stuck with the word death. And death is not the ending. The death is just something that's dying off that no longer serves you. Even with the soil, yes, all the plants are dying off, but we can retold that soil for the spring and replant and have re rebirth and regrowth. And in that process, we're going through the same thing. Our mother Gaia is going through this kind of dying off stage within herself. We see the leaves falling off from the trees. We see our garden starting to wither and move back into their space. This is the time of the most death from now until kind of December. December, and which I'm sure you know, working in hospice, but it was just time when people were ready to go, and I mean, maybe it was the colder weather. It is also like... The veil thing. <laughs> the darkest time of the year, yeah. and it is like that, that dying off process, yeah. and... When we look at like Samhain, it's the middle point between the middle point between the equinox and the solstice. Mm -hmm. It's really like the height of we're dying off here, and the sun is going down, <laughs> and yeah. it's time to like reflect upon what we've harvested, and kind of like let go of what what no. we what we what turned out bad. But that's what we're talking about. It's like shedding what no longer serves you, letting go of, of that, that peace. The natural world is preparing to withdraw to the realm, from the realm of life, and the trees are all shedding. Everything's moving into this cold and stillness as winter sets in. It's the change reminds us that we're in tune with the afterlife at this time. And that scares some people because we, we do feel this veil. We feel this, these spirits coming through and the energy coming through and that whole like I was saying the idea of death kind of everywhere we see it in skulls and, and Halloween with the, the, the skull face pumpkins and scary movies and all this time and we also even have really special traditions that Hannah just mentioned in Samhain which is the Celtic celebration and it's actually the, the beginning of their new year and it's kind of interesting I love the idea that the beginning of their new year is when everything is going into that quiet inner stillness, mm. that inner part of letting go and really working on ourself. It's considered the festival of the dead, too. It signifies the last harvest and the beginning of their new year. How amazing is that? We also have Halloween. 
And there's a reason Halloween has jack-o'-lanterns and we dress up in costumes and stuff and that all comes from Selwyn. And that's because they knew spirits were walking on this plane. (laughs) They knew these other energies and just not our loved ones, guys. Other spirits can come in during this time. And so we purposely wore costumes that were really frightful and scary to keep like that lower energy away from us that they couldn't come into our home. Mm -hmm. And the jack-o'-lanterns were the same thing. They were had that crazy carvings, you know, scariness to keep spirits from coming into your home. So interesting facts of where that came from. And then, of course, the traditional Day of the Dead, Dia de las Muertas, one of my favorite. And this one's beautiful because it's honoring our ancestors that walked on this planet before us and like in the Mexica way we believe about we carry seven generations before and seven generations after and just not the genetic generations that have been here but the energetic generations as well and so when we do a lot of our ceremony and rituals we're calling in those ancestors when we're working with that when the day of the dead is literally honoring those that have come before us because we carry them in our, in our body in our system mm-hmm. also this energy can be really triggering because guess what it's asking us to do right now we're in a a period of shedding of what no longer serves and I'm talking worldwide people we're talking about everything that we knew everything that we wanted to believe in is being shed right now we're going through awakening a period in our earth in our consciousness in a huge way So guess what this is triggering, you guys? You guys are being lit up like little Christmas tree lights (laughs) for to wake up. And that's why some of you are moving away from old things, old beliefs, old religions, old things to a ready to expand your awareness to something new. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. I'm excited. People are like, no, change is fearful. (laughs) Right? It is. It is. It is fearful. But I'm going to tell you the the premonitions and the things that I get to see and if we totally embrace this new consciousness of where we're going to be able to elevate ourselves, not only with technology, but with this spiritual conscious awareness to be able to expand out of our physical body and work with time, space, dimensions, you name it. We'll have fun with it. Sounds awesome. Yeah, right? See, she's on board. She's excited just as me. Just know that you may be feeling that a direct thing of your ancestors literally coming in at this time, kind of like, knock, knock, (laughs) time to wake up, my little one. And just look at it. It's time for your empowerment. It's time for you to activate. Why is all this important? Spiritual sightings, interactions may increase. Your psychic abilities and your perception of your clairsentience may heighten. It's easier to communicate with those loved ones beyond the grave. Home is really a place that this, you may be feeling this. Like my home's on what I call an energetic lockdown. There, <laughs> you know, there's only certain spirits that are allowed to come in. I mean, I've done work on this land. If you see, even when I gridded my healing room, I had have words on my walls. I have crystal grids underneath my <laughs> floorboards. This place is on lockdown that they have to come knocking for me to say, who dare? <laughs> you know? I always feel like a baby with learning some of this energy medicine, even though it's been something I've walked with for a long time. And I'm like, how did they get in? I need to figure this out, right? Yeah. <laughs> Can I share our story that we were playing with, with yeah. your house? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Hannah, their house is the same way. It's on lockdown, right? <laughs> they have spiritual words and 
beautiful sigils all through their house along with crystals and the energy work and they're constantly working with mantras and meditation and it's just a beautiful space but something was able to get in even <laughs> versus that right yeah. and this is our second recording guys our first one went nope well, it was at that house so <laughs> yeah. I mean maybe yeah so <laughs> we were we were thought, thought we would have some fun and broke out the the spirit box and uh it's so funny because I get messages very clearly from spirit I can sense things so does Hannah and we were getting things on our spirit box and we were getting spooked <laughs> I was like what are we doing we're like little teenagers but we had so much fun it, we did have to clear her house yeah. and I literally they showed me a new way to block a vortex because she had it was really crazy she had a vortex that was halfway outside her house <laughs> and halfway inside her house so it was right above her ceiling that this little doorway was coming in and these little spirits were kind of escaping and so I had to do these protection sigils with salt yeah um, with Himalayan salt sage yeah it was like the sage oil rosemary uh-huh. and rosemary and holy water and holy water so then we did that and i had to do it in a triangle like to block that area and literally all it did was just push it right out it didn't close it it just kind of pushed it out of her house so it's no longer a door into her space it can go wherever it needs to go but it's no longer a door into her but that was fun we had fun playing around right (laughs) we found some new fun apps to play with people when you're open or psychic and even when you're not aware of your in tuned abilities there's a lot of people that I know are really sensitive and they just don't work with it or it scares mm-hmm. them and they choose not to but guess what you're still going to sense and feel things I mean you'll just get confused about why yeah, yeah. yeah or you get scared <laughs> learning how to work with it and I like even us who've been working in this I was dating some of these things and it was making me feel old <laughs> like 17 years or and yeah. then you too for a long time yeah yeah I mean, so, it depends on what you consider working <laughs> with it like maybe my whole life yeah <laughs> right yeah that's true because I've always I, I've always seen what people would call ghosts or people that have been on the other side of the veil and didn't realize that's what it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So ever since I was a kid. Ways to prepare yourself for this thinning. Because guess what? It's coming every year. You're going to run into incidences that it's going to happen in your life even throughout the year or even go and travel to places that this veil thin. So these are some ways to kind of put some tools into your energetic toolbox to work with that. It's time. This time can be overwhelming and it's also can be frightening. And it's learning not to let the fear rule you. I mean, we got spooked a little bit, and then we're like, okay, now we're we're, we're just having fun with this. Yeah. So let's breathe. Let's use our tools, and we totally were able to get through it. We work with grounding stones like onyx, smoky quartz, black tourmaline, hematite, red jasper's a good one. Anything that pr- brings in protection. I always have some kind of protection crystal that's always on, either on my neck or in my pockets. Cleanse your space. This is the biggest one. Mm-hmm. The, uh, cleanse your space. You don't always have to sage because people are like, oh, I don't want my stuff to smell like sage. There's so many different tools that you can use that shifts the energy in your space. The biggest thing that people don't do when they sage is what, Hannah? Open a door or window. window. <laughs> yeah, I can't even tell you when I'm doing 
stuff, the first thing I asked, they said, I saged and I saged and it didn't work. And I'm like, did you open a door window? <laughs> it's kind of like an IT version of did you turn it on and off? Did you open the door or window? And so that's so important, people. Open that door and window, even if you're working with sound. Even if you're working with a drum or sweeping sweeping or a spray, anything like that, make sure a door or window is open. And I know with us getting in cooler winters, it can cool down your whole house. But trust me, you want that fresh flow of that fresh Mm -hmm. air coming in. I always greet the air and say, hey, sweep this out for me, cleanse it and do it. Um, It's so funny. I always know when my son has staged the house. Because I come home and it's a, a thin layer of fog <laughs> in the whole house. That kid just burns in the mouth of sage. And I'm like, did you open the windows? Yeah, for a second. So I have to go through the whole house and open, open. up air, everything. And I have to remind him, hey, you're burning my eyes, kid. Cleanse, cleanse. And always set the intention. It doesn't need to be this fancy big thing. People always think, oh, I have to buy this. And I no. if you have an old teacup, an old plate, anything like that, you can use to, to sage. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be this expensive thing you can bless your own water and make holy water yes people don't realize that my moon water yeah i do that all the time i put the words the hot what i feel is high vibration love love faith joy cleansing cleansing clearing protection yeah and you can put those in the full moon guess what you have your own holy water Mm-hmm. I do more than that. I use frequencies with it, too. I put it around in a frequency that I let it play for, like, 12 to 24 hours. Wow. It's, like, heavy duty. People don't realize. <laughs> They're always like, well, why does yours feel different? I just gave one of my, my code secrets away right there because mm-hmm. I charge it with frequency, people. Frequency, we're frequency beings, and that's why it's so important. Honor the dead. Do some kind of honoring. Do something that set up your space in your home, an altar that honors those loved ones, pictures, mementos, any little something. Make that favorite recipe grandma used to do. Make that drink that grandpa or your uncle used to like to drink or anything <laughs> that's like that. We're lucky because most of our traditions are passed down in our family through family doing it. So we're honoring from the time of this month until Christmas because we have so many traditions that have been embedded with family traditions that have been passed down and that my kids are now be doing. Like Kari just learned like all the family recipes. Oh, yeah. Wow. Isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah. I was like, yay. Now I, you can do these. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep. Oh, rest is so important to your time. It can be exhausting. I can tell you even as a person who's constantly working on their bio field, their energetic field, this this month has been a little bit draining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The energy, <laughs> the energy out there, even when you're going out and people, I feel this energy of tension mm-hmm. and like, whew, I'm like, I just need to get in and out because I don't know how that band yeah. going to snap, <laughs> honestly. It's really important to get plenty of sleep. If you find that you're struggling with sleep, get a little earthy mat. If you need a link, let me know. I'll send you the one that I know that I've tested with my husband's electrical tools to make sure it's sending out the right hurts and stuff. And I use it. I sleep on it and it works really well. And one of the things is like I was having really crazy carpal tunnel and it's really Mm -hmm. helped with some of that. And along with Hannah's beautiful massage. She's my massage therapist. I'm very... (laughs) I'm very picky about who does energy work on me, and she's one of the people that is allowed to do that. Cover your mirrors. We were just talking about this. Cover your mirrors. I have a beautiful 
repurposed vanity in my room that has this really antique mirror that I can feel just puts off energy and I've been covering it <laughs> and can you want to tell why well mirrors are our portals and I don't know I always I always think about that time you and I went on that ghost tour and there was that creepy mirror Oh yeah. Oh no, I had to. There was it was insane. I literally had to bust out because I had whole my my guys were like, take your holy water, take your sage, take all this stuff, and I'm like blocking this mirror <laughs> while everyone's just is oblivious, and I'm like the energy that was coming off of it was it was scary. Yeah, it was scary. And I was thinking. Oh my God, my loved ones, my clients, my friends are here. They had no idea how much I was freaking out inside because of the stuff <laughs> that we experienced on that ghost hunt. Yeah, that, that mirror was one of the few things where I was like, nope. there's something off oh, about yeah. that, that whole lower level, but that mirror. Oh, that mirror. Yeah, it was yeah. a portal. It was a gateway. Yeah. yeah, I was literally like putting sacred symbols about it, <laughs> and the tour guy knew I was doing right away, and I think he was like, don't mess with my business, and I'm like, no, no, I'm not going home to do a, a de-attachments with people, can you imagine? Yeah, that was a fun tour, though. It was. It was fun, but also I was freaked out the whole time, because did you go into that one that was underneath the brewery? That's That was, the, yeah, that was the other one, that wine place. Oh, my gosh. There was something just off down there. Oh, no. Like, the first time we went, we literally and had... And that guy snuck in oh. and freaked you guys out. Yeah. Oh, no. We had... Um, no, the stench. We had oh. that death stench Ooh. go through. And I was like, no. And I even have video people. I'll have to put a compilation together. When we did this ghost hunt from Everyone Sent Me Phones, they caught a green orb that was going off of different phones that people caught that we were able to get. Trust me, I was taking people like crazy. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) I know. That was a fun time. So cover your mirrors in your rooms, people. Don't get rid of mirrors. Mirrors are there. I mean, they they can bring in good positive energy. They're there for you to connect to your soul. People don't realize we connect to mirrors with our soul energy with our eyes and so if you're afraid just put a protection symbol above it you know spray it with holy water or whatever it doesn't need to be I had one person like literally get rid of like you don't have to do that just cover them it's important to drink alkaline water cleansing agent of our bodies get the toxins cleared out right now boost your bio field boost your energetic field that's your orc your chakras your meridians your emotional and mental bodies guys are going to hear me on repeat with this we're more energetic than we are physical so it's really important that we work with those and drinking alkaline water will do that studies have shown when we drink tap water which tends to be more acid with all the chemicals and processes that it goes through that your cells will stick together and they can't do the little beautiful job that they need to do when you drink alkaline water it moves it to a state where they're able to shift and move and go run and do their job drink lots of water you want to charge them you can use citrine you can use rose quartz those are great ones that are safe in the water take a spiritual bath to reset when you hear the word spiritual bath on what does that say to you a lot of different ways to take a spiritual bath but i think of you know herbs and water get in with some salt people cleanse 
you know, you can use salt, you can use baking soda. Salt is very grounding, clearing, it detoxifies the body. Baking soda removes dead skin cells and provides a beautiful detoxification. And then herbs, there's just beautiful herbs that are out there. And if you don't want to get the herbs all over your tub or go down your drain, then get a sachet or cheesecloth and put those in. You can buy those little disposable tea bags now. Mm -hmm. Have you seen those? Those Yeah. Yeah, those are great. You can put those in there and you can just get your bath and just go soak do a cleanse one of the new ones that i found out was when my elder was telling me it was apple cider adding a little Mm. bit guys a little bit you literally only add a tablespoon of apple cider to your bath and it's great it's very effective at cleansing your auric field and it introduces vitamins to your skin as well reset take that bath there's some stories really want to share with you with Ooh, spooky wee-gooey. We shared a little <laughs> bit of one when we were playing with our house. Because we are intuitive, psychic, we tend to bring be little magnets for spirit energy. <laughs> Thankfully, Hannah is actually one of the few people that I'll take on house clearings with me because I know she knows how to sense the energy and also is not afraid of the energy. That's big. Because if you're afraid of the energy, you're just going to pull in more and then I'm yeah. I'm fighting two things at once, and it's, that's no fun. I'm trying to think of one of our house clearings we went on. I remember doing a restaurant. Mm. That one was interesting. That was interesting. But it was what was neat about it, what we ended up seeing was the person that was making the pizza dough and the pasta, the, the fresh-made pasta, was crying when they were making it. And then that's why they were losing money because when people I would... I didn't see that. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Oh. And so when they, they were eating the food... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, people were like, oh, I'm so depressed. <laughs> my husband is always, like, on about that. It's like a Vedic, you know, oh, yeah. thing. And Huge. he's like, he's like, you you were mad when you made that. Like, I don't know if I can eat this. And I'm like, you're eating it. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good food. But I, I do think that he's right. <laughs> no, he is. There is a thing. Like you could, especially with cooking, put your You can your put your energy. energy. And that's the same thing with animals, guys, and how they're treated. We can pull in their energy. So that's why you always want to do some kind of blessing. I do the chokere on our food. Or I, when I'm cooking, I put on music that makes me laugh mm-hmm. and dance. And Chris is like always laughing at me because I'm always singing and like, ooh, the onion sizzling. He's <laughs> always like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm making our food joyful. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really important to do that. We don't even think of that. But that was the biggest. Once we cleared that, I had a teacher like, hey, this is not a time to not process when you're doing this. And I'm sure it was. I'm, I'm sure it was yeah. really cathartic. But the people were eating that and then, no. <laughs> not them. wanting to be there. They were like, oh, no, I'm so sad now. Yeah. <laughs> why am I feeling so lonely? And so that is why. There's actually a movie out there that's based on the energy we put into our food. I'll have to look. Sorry, yeah. people. I can't remember it. But that kind of reminds me of one thing I was thinking of after our first recording was poltergeist. Oh, yeah. Like activity, which I think is, is I don't know exactly what it is, but it has a lot to do with your own energy. No, it's their right? own. No, their or en- is that just it? No, no, it's their own energy that they projected out. I'm going to tell you one of the scariest poltergeist ones <laughs> I went on because it becomes its own energy. It becomes its own essence and thing outside of that person. Well, we'll see poltergeist energy. I'll at, the first thing I'll ask 
is there a teenager in the house? <laughs> I'm serious, not kidding you, because these energy, these teenagers can um, project so much angst and so much turmoil and stuff that it can make this energy mm-hmm. manifest and stuff. And no, Poltergeist was based on a true story. That was one of Ed and um, Lorraine's first big, oh. yeah, what, yeah. people don't realize that they were... Because con- that was about like an actual demon. No, it was, yeah, well, <laughs> right. Well, um, yeah, that was actual, there were some parts of the storyline that were changed, right. but yeah, there was actual demon, and if you read some of the stuff that happened to the people making that story, yeah, yeah. it's creepy. Yeah, yeah, they should have been cleansing after every set thing and doing stuff, yeah. and yeah, it was, anyways, let's backtrack to <laughs> your story. Uh, no, let's backtrack to Poltergeist, because okay. that's a fun, that's a fun topic. One of the ones I went on the it was a female that actually projected it and i use copper rods to show your positive and negative energy or your positive thoughts and what you're exuding and how energy can come her negative was 10 times stronger than her positive and so then i knew exactly where the source was i was like oh she instead of expressing what her needs were and expressing her sadness her anger she projected that energy out into the space Mm. and then it became its own energy entity and energy form that just started feeding off all the family members in the home and then became its own thing and then wow it didn't help that one of the children was watching satanic rituals oh <laughs> down in yep in their room and so they just fed that and it just became its own thing and that wow. it was pretty scary i was standing at the top of the stairs and i heard a whisper in my ears i'll push you down the stairs like i've done them and i wow. was like moving back <laughs> Sarah's like, nope, not today. And that one, I it took um, it took me and my other friend Disa, but it was amazing. Like once we cleared, have you ever been in a clearing where you actually felt the light in the atmosphere mm-hmm. of the house change? It was like literally looked like someone turned on the lights in the house, ding 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 wow. ding, yeah, and stuff like that. So we had to we had to do a lot of stuff and had to teach her how to express in a different way, and then definitely with the sun like people don't realize when you're watching that you're opening that in your own house maybe that was it because i (laughs) i called trina or i saw trina and i was after i had an incident like a couple weeks ago but we the night before we had watched like this really really it takes a lot i love horror i love horror movies (laughs) but this movie was just really really scary for both my husband and i where to the point where I smudged before bed, you know, we were tired. But yeah, that might have done it because I was like, "Don't watch that movie, Trina." Oh, I know. You like, <laughs> asked me, and I was like, "Don't watch it. Don't watch it." No, and that's true. We can't. Some of these ghost hunting shows, and I won't name any ones because I don't want to be liable for anything. <laughs> but some of these ghost hunting shows where they do some of these ancient rituals on the show, they're literally opening that in your space too, guys. It's it's not saying don't watch them. Just set the intention before you watch something that this energy is not allowed to come into your home. Right. Literally. You just set that intention and you say, Archangel Michael, keep this energy. I want to watch this for entertainment. But you block those suckers from coming in. You remind me of a story of what happened with Angel. They watched a really scary movie that was, it wasn't a movie. It was a documentary on a haunted house. 
and him and his friends, and all of a sudden I have, they were at another person's house, because first of all, they wouldn't be able to watch that kind of movie <laughs> with me. And second, he, they all, I had to go pick them all up, two in the morning, and I was what is wrong? And he's like, you need to say, just, I don't know what's going Aww. on, we're all having nightmares, and we just feel like something's with us. And I said, okay, what did you do? Did you bust out the Ouija board? What did you, you know, like, like going mm-hmm. through my list, like, this doesn't just not happen. And sure enough, they watched that documentary, and they had stuff in that documentary where the filmmakers were doing some kind of ceremony and ritual and was, like, inviting it in. And I said, oh, man. So then I had to clear all these little young little teenage boys and get them settled in. And, and then crazy me. I had to go see what they watched. Yeah, now I'm curious. Yeah, now I'm curious. <laughs> and then guess what? I was saging myself afterwards. Because <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they watched that. It is. It's a doorway, people. And we got to be careful when we see ceremonies and rituals. We don't always know. If it doesn't feel good, it's probably not good with some of that stuff. So just, just a heads up, is especially because <laughs> Kari is a huge spook. I love Oh my that. God. But sometimes it's like I... I watch one and I'm like, ooh, I should not have watched that one. Yeah. But yeah, with the poltergeist thing, growing up in the house I grew up, there was already like crazy spiritual activity. Fun story, guys. <laughs> this is her, her, her story. She grew up in a haunted house. Yeah, it was, there was a lot of stuff going on there for sure. The, I mean, since we moved in. I ha- You have to tell... How it shape shift because that literally gave me the chills when you were telling that story that she had a what was yeah. a, you called it the doppelganger spirit yeah. yeah okay share that one well so for context I we moved to this house in the mountains when I was about five or six and my brother's like a year and a half younger than me and I think pretty rapidly we started having different experiences I even remember going to see the house if my parents were going to buy it and my brother and I just being totally freaked out by the basement which shouldn't have been super freaky in his room and I remember we fought over who got which room because neither of us wanted his room <laughs> my room I got it because there was giant tulips wallpaper oh so and it I said, well, it's girly it's girly <laughs> um but his room was his room was bad his room was bad there were just certain aspects parts of the house that had more activity than others. And when we say bad, you can feel it. You well, yeah, walk, I just mean it was Well, yeah, you can, yeah you can walk yeah. into there and you just feel the denseness of a room. When people are saying, well, what do you mean it feels bad? It's kind of like just walking in and you can feel it. Like when you walk into a room and you just felt like a fight came in and you didn't see the fight, you didn't witness right. or hear the fight, but you can feel that tension in that room. Basically, that I think pretty soon after moving in, I was I swear, I was hearing voices every night right next to my bed. And it was like two male voices speaking loudly, but I couldn't understand what they were saying. Was it chanting or was no, it just like... No, it was like a conversation. But it was like... Blah, 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 like that. But it was like some language I don't understand, incomprehensible. No language I've ever heard is that language, but very loud next to my bed. And my parents kept saying, oh, it's the neighbor listening to his radio. And I'm like, well, he's like three acres away at least. This is right next to my bed. And I actually developed like insomnia from it at like six years old. Well, yeah, because you didn't want to go to sleep. You didn't want to hear the voices. I was like, there's people right there. Mm -hmm. I was also terrified of aliens. 
I would not sleep with my door closed because I was like, I need an exit route. Um, no, that's no, but, that's seriously, that is actually when you know someone has to sleep, like knowing where the door is or facing the door. Yep, it's because of some kind of trauma, and yours was spiritual trauma. Yeah, like I need to get it, be able to get out, get out fast. And if you want to know, just have a creepy image in your mind. So I developed all these sleeping problems. Like my whole life, I've had different weird sleep phenomena, and the insomnia started. And then other stuff started happening, things moving, things breaking, hearing stuff, doors shaking, footsteps down the hall, weird feelings. Like my brother and I were constantly like, he could see things. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were just, both of us were validating each other's experiences. My parents were like, nope, we're Christian and that isn't real kind of a thing. Thing, I started sleepwalking and... That was creepy to me because I would wake up in my basement having, I would wake up in my basement standing there. Oh my God, you're giving me the chills. I would, there were a few times, I would often wake up looking out a window, which was kind of jarring to like wake up staring at the dark woods. Or a few times I woke up at the top of our staircases. We had long, I remember 14 stairs. I'd wake up standing at the top which was quite scary. Or I would, I guess, make my room make my way down the stairs across the house to my parents' room and I would stand there staring at them. Just like a little horror movie. Do you think you were like do you I, think do you think something was like cuz you didn't you don't know how to protect your energetic space. You don't know how to keep and have tell, you know, spirit they're not allowed to come into your body at that age. You you just don't know right. that unless you're taught it from having very enlightened parents so do you think something was do you ever feel I wouldn't like be it was surprised oh my God, <laughs> that was like, happening oh my God. it scared the shit you out of me. you never shared parents. that part with me yeah oh my gosh wow it scared the crap out of them because it was like oh, me i would wear nightgowns literally yeah and i had long hair down to my hips you oh know my, <laughs> <I know. laughs> my parents would wake up with me just like standing there okay, maybe something else is going on here, right? Later on, my mom admitted that she had been experiencing things the whole time and had done all this research and even contacted, like, the fire department and stuff and been like, have people died here or their weird history of this house? So there is a history. So share about what the history of the house. All, All we know is that when settlers came up to Conifer, that was the area that they settled first was my neighborhood. It was literally called the homestead. Mm-hmm. And basically, so there was there was a cemetery not far from our house, maybe like 600 feet down the, the road of all the settlers and like a lot of unmarked graves that were like sinking in, you know. <gasps> and then they had also found out just based on the location of like a historical building that they had like dumped a bunch of native bodies that they had found up there. Oh yeah, like you were... like not bodies, but 
I mean, skeletons. Skeletons. And remains. Because you were saying that because during when they would have deaths in the winter, they couldn't bury in the ground. Right. And so they would use the trees and put their loved ones in the trees. And so when these settlers came in and found skeletons in the trees, not realizing, no, that's their burial place was right. in that sacred tree, they just cut down the tree and then moved all these bones and bodies. Right. Well, they, I guess they took them all and dumped them in that area. Uh. What's interesting is, like, I had two best friends' houses in that neighborhood, and they were both haunted. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So both of those houses were. And then there were other weird just phenomena and things going on in that neighborhood. I'm going to tell you, any anything that's been connected to Native American that I've went on to clear, I you can't clear those. What you have to do is some honoring of the mm-hmm. land and the space to show those spirits that you're going to honor that space and that land. So here's something that's interesting that I have to say was, like, I had no knowledge of that until I was maybe 16 or 17, and my mom kind of came out with all her information, but those were not frightening spirits to me. And I specifically remember because my parents had pictures, like portraits that had been taken of different chiefs Mm -hmm. on our wall that was, like, kind of, I didn't know any Native American people. That's honoring. There were times when the things in the house would be so torment, like so terrifying, and I would feel this energy, and the image in my mind was always not those specific people, but like I related. I was like, oh, it's a Native person. So they were protecting you. And as a child, I was outside all the time. Loving the land. Oh, like, she's so connected with the land, you guys. She is, <laughs> she is definitely Mother Earth's child. She's Aww. a beekeeper. She taught me how to approach a beehive and not let my emotions <laughs> intensify, which was really hard. But she, she literally can just go in and not even have a full bee suit or nothing and be able to pull up a beehive and get into their, to get their comb or their honey without I started wearing stuff every okay. time now <laughs> after my brother developed an allergy. Oh, did he? Okay. After not having one. Okay. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to be that risky anymore. Well, no, but. but it's still amazing that you were able to do that and that you have this relationship with bees, and she does with plants, too. Yeah. She's one of the persons that really helped me learn how to start gardening and working with plant medicine, and of course, I've done all these herbology classes, but because when I'd go to her home and I would her beautiful garden they would always be thriving with such happy plants i was like oh my god but <laughs> needless to say no no i don't mean that they're negative it right. has to be more of an honoring of the land that where you're at and usually when people have issues they're not honoring the land they're doing sense. something negative in the space and how they're treating the space the land the trees any of it and then that's when i'll see an amp up of that energy now did you see that at the last place we lived there were native spirits there and i had multiple people come to me and tell me that were very unhappy and we were going to do a like a healing ceremony for them but there was a death of a woman on the property before we had moved in. No one knows how she died, and they never found her body in this little pond. But no, I think it was in the pond. Remember, that's when I came to go. I did a blessing on the land, and then there was a whole It was all related to that pond. Yeah, and I was like, you guys got to do something with this water. This water's angry, literally. Well, and so I had a Native woman come to a sweat lodge, and afterwards she pulled me aside and was like, 
the spirits are really mad. The native spirits are really mad here. And I said, yeah, I've heard that. I feel it. And she was like, they're telling me that they took a bot. They took somebody. And they, she was like, did somebody die in this water here? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, did they ever find the body? And I was like, no. And she's like, they took it. The native spirits. Oh, they took it. Ooh, you just gave me the cheese. Yeah. But later I found out, like, there'd been an army there preparing for the Sand Creek Massacre. Mm-hmm. Like, the, that oh, yeah, went I remember on to do it. We, when we were staging, I was like, what is all this native chants, Hannah? Yeah. And you told me there was, like, huge parts of the land. And I could only do so much because you can clear energy but if the people that aren't living there this is a place that had festivals they brought tons of outside energy so it's just not the people that lived here people that why this energy was respected um disrespected i honestly feel a lot of the people that lived on the land loved the land and respected the land but it was all the outside convergence that came in and if you can't honor that and if you can't be respectful and and do that then you're going to have that disconjointed Mm -hmm. energy like you and that's I mean? honestly what I think it was. I think it was all of these events happening there. And plus, there were some people that weren't doing positive ceremonies there. Exactly. I'm sorry, because no, I, exactly. I, I came in and I was like, what did you have that night? Because it brought something that was not good. And well, and then our bedroom was right I under that room. I know. I, had a, I was blocking her house, like, yeah. literally to keep that energy from ever, like, if anyone ever did, because they had a place that you could rent. So that's why they couldn't, it wasn't always controlled. And I'm sorry, there's some things you can sage, but there's some things that are called in. I'm sorry, sage won't always, well, well, no, it's it just like, this is the best way I explain it. So I'll give an example. I went on a house that had a murderer, Ooh. and the spirit actually had his last victim there. The murderer was there, and he was horrific, psychotic, and because he was still stuck in this place, so he's still Wait, stuck in the spirit is the murderer yeah two. Okay. i had two i had two okay. i had the one of his victims that was trapped there and because okay. he was keeping her there and then the other one and i saw multiple murders and stuff and i was finally able to release him and then she was still afraid to let go so i said okay hang out with me and i'll tell you the other part of that story okay a little bit okay wow. but because of the energy was so embedded in that space and all the horrific things, it was literally cemented in the house. Sage wasn't going to be enough. So what we had to do is put speakers in every single room and run a high vibrational fr- frequency for 74 hours. Whoa. And guess what? It was cleared. But they were showing me it was like sandpaper because I was like, if Sage ain't doing this, what's going to help? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And my guys were like, frequency, frequency, frequency. And so we set up all these mini speakers throughout their whole house. And they said, it doesn't have to be loud. People always think when you work with frequencies, it has to be out loud like music, and it's not. As long as you can hear that tone, that frequency is going off in that space. And so that's what we did. And we ran it through that whole house for seven, you know, for three days. And it was able to sandpaper down all that toxic energy and raise the vibration of the space. I even had to bless the land. I had to put, you know, blessed metals in all the four corners and do the salt around the perimeter. But it wasn't until we did that frequency that it really released that the ugliness that that person mm. did in that home. 
And I mean, I'm talking horrific things. Yeah. Because what that lady showed me was just like, I had to finally tell her, please, no more. Please, yeah. no more. You know, I can't, my, my brain can't process this kind of vile, degrading human stuff. So she wasn't ready to go. She was just too afraid. She, she didn't, you know, she was literally stuck in that house, I want to say, for like 10, 15 years. And it was funny because it was a, a family that bought a family we knew that bought this house and they called me and they said right, we got a message from our grandma saying we can buy the house because trina knows how to clear it because they knew oh. some of the history with the house and it was my first house clearing this is my first house clearing wow. i went on yeah and i was like i went in there and i saw that and i was like you want me to do what <laughs> and i literally heard my husband's grandma come in really strong and said you got this trina you can do it and sure enough, my God, I just trusted my guides and what they told me to do, and it worked out. Uh, but anyways, the spirit wasn't ready to go home. So I said, okay, just come with me. And she did. And then all of a sudden, I hear Chris yell at the top of the stairs, don't bring your work home with you. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, I thought I was talking to you. There's some female, and he described her to the T with her black hair, her nose, her eyes. And when she turned to face him, he saw her face and everything. And then that's the, that's when I heard the him wow. yelling. And I go, oh, isn't she pretty? And he's like, nope, nope. It's time for her to go. <laughs> so I had to go and do a whole light ceremony and said, okay, sister, it's time for you to go. You're freaking out my family. And she went. She went straight into the light. I think she just needed it. A place and a to feeling. Land yeah. <laughs> My husband says he's not intuitive, but he, he senses is. and feels he things. Is. But he will. He, he won't. totally is. Oh, he's such a scaredy cat, though. It's so funny. <laughs> I love it. Because, like, me and the kids were all sharing stories about you know contacting our guides and the messages and he said I felt so excluded so I told him I want to hear you I want to contact you and he said then he heard hi Chris and he's like nope <laughs> I don't want to hear you <laughs> so he turned it off he's like nope yeah. I'll just listen to stories fair enough <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so I thought that was funny you got to share the doppelganger story yeah, okay like the doppelganger that. story well which one <laughs> no the one that you thought it was your the one with that it was you and your dad so share both of those okay okay so okay so back to growing up in this house in conifer there was definitely what somebody had told us was that it's like a large vortex or something there so it's like a highway so we had some like resident spirits or whatever that hung around that we knew their energy and then we had random stuff all the time one of one of the main stories that can be validated by my mom and my brother was I mean this would have probably been like 1998 or 99 so cell phones were pretty rudimentary internet was not what it was and it was summertime and I was taking a bath in the middle of the day I don't know why but I was my brother was right his room was right next to the bathroom and he was in there playing with Legos and my mom was outside sunbathing well both my brother and I, at the same time, hear my dad is a big man. We heard his footsteps on the wood floor coming down like he was coming to see us, you know, and we heard, hey, kids, I'm home. So my brother and I are psyched. Like my dad worked all the time and never came home in the middle of the day. I jump up, I dry off, put on my clothes as fast as I can. My brother is starting to run out of his room when I open the door. We run out there, and we are looking everywhere 
for my dad and he's not there we looked all over the house we looked out in the driveway his truck wasn't there so we finally are like this is weird and we go talk to my mom like where's dad and she's like well he's not home and we were like no we heard him he walked down the hall and yelled at us and she was like well he's not he's not and she called him on the landline he worked in denver a good 45 minutes away so there was no way he could be like tricking us and he was at work and it was just one of those things where we were like weird but we heard a lot of footsteps in that hallway a lot of weird sounds in general and something there i don't know what it was would take the form of us sometimes like so there was that one though we didn't see him we just heard him and heard his footsteps but my brother had told me that he saw me a few times and I know I saw him at least once when we weren't there oh, that's so, creepy. so he told me a really creepy story about walking down the hallway looking in my room and seeing me there like doing something on the floor with my back turned to him and he was like trying to talk to me and I wasn't responding and he said I just turned and looked at him and he got the worst feeling and just went to his room and closed his door and later when I got home <laughs> he was like hey why were you acting like that and I was like what do you mean I just got home I haven't been home all day till now and he was like are you serious and I was like yeah and he's like well I saw you in your room and yeah. yeah. Oh no! Yeah. Like the, oh, I, I don't like the that creeps, one. I don't want... You know, thankfully, I haven't had something like that. I've had where my kids have been in trouble, literally, and I hear them call me my name when they're not home. Like stuff has happened. Oh, like they're oh, uh, they're away, and I hear them call my name in their voice, and I've had it happened about four times, and each time has been something like really serious going on with one of my children. Wow. And I just know now when I hear my kids' voice that something's going on. That's like psychic mama bear. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> like the first time, it totally freaked me out. I, I was like 3 in the morning. I stood up, and I said, something's wrong. I said, where's the kid? And my kid wasn't home. He was over at a sleepover, and, and they got really sick. And we ended up having to go get them and everything. Oh. But, yeah, each time it has been my kid has been under some kind of distress. And stuff, and I can tell you, I, you know, yes, I talk to ghosts and I see spirits and all that, but when they say your name, like it freaks you out still. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. Oh just, yeah, yeah. You're still like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, because I've had. Yeah. Hi, Trina. I feel like living in that house and having those experiences that were so scary and disorienting as a kid it de definitely propelled me on the spiritual path and then I have to say that having sleep paralysis for years like trained me in a way honestly to not be as afraid I'm still afraid like you were saying at the beginning like fear feeds it and it's so true um, yeah because that's what the energy that it feeds off it feeds off that lower energy of fear and um, loneliness um, sadness anger it, it you're going to just amplify that energy yeah right yeah and I have to share you know one of my children has horrific sleep paralysis and I've had him work with shamans I've done so many things and I have that kids room gridded with 
you know, like you should see the black tourmaline he has <laughs> a, a, in his room. It is like literally like a log. He still has issues. He had one just the other day. He hasn't had one mm. for a long time. And he said, Mom, it was doing this high frequency. And I was telling him he needed to talk to you because okay, because that's exactly, exactly what I just no, had happen. Yeah, he, I, your guys's experience together was almost identical almost identical i'm not kidding you weird it was crazy and he says i had this high frequency and he and i was like well what did it feel like and he goes it didn't feel good and he goes and i was fighting in my whole mind the whole time don't take on this frequency don't take on this frequency this is not my truth and he said it was the weirdest thing and he you know he was he's still pretty shook about it we had to stage everything clear everything again and i told him he needed to talk to you because people don't understand unless they've experienced sleep paralysis and what it does and he says mom he goes i know it's always me sensing another dimension or a different level he yeah. goes, because I can see shadows, I can see things. And yep. he goes, people, it's not my imagination, it's not that point of sleep. And he goes, people don't believe you. And I'm like, I believe you, I just don't know how to fight this part. It's, That's It's horrifying. Yeah, you know, like we have, like I said, we work with so much protection, right? Both yeah. of us do. And this is one of those things out there, we just haven't been able to get through that barrier yet. So if you're out there listening <laughs> and you know, please send us an email we're open to receiving learning growing if you've known things that have helped people with sleep paralysis we want to know because it is part of that spiritual dimension and realm because i have found a few things that oh good well sure sure okay (laughs) sure um well one of them was realizing that it it is the fear that feeds them like Mm -hmm. food is their fear is food for them Mm mm-hmm the more that you can keep yourself from being like absolutely terrified, that helps. One way you can do that is by, if you feel it starting to come on, keep your eyes closed. Huh. That's a huge one. <laughs> Don't let your eyes stay open, open if you can help it. Because then at least that takes away the visual component. Yeah. What about the energy one? Because he says he's done that and he could still feel it coming I've tried, towards him. I've tried praying to <laughs> everybody. Yeah. Um, Sometimes that works. What I found interesting that happened to me a few weeks ago when I had it again, I haven't had it, I hadn't had it for a couple of years. That's, what, that's the same um, with him. And I had it again, and it was so weird. I had the frequency, I had a figure in my doorway, and I didn't intend to do this, but some inner voice inside of me started screaming. I am stronger than you. I am stronger than you. And it was crazy. I was not trying to think that, but I started yelling at it. And it. I literally was able for the first time ever to will myself out of the paralysis. State. That's what he said he did. He said, you don't have permission to be here. I didn't give you permission to be here. You're not allowed. And then the energy finally yeah. did. But he was talking about the frequency. That's what he keeps on talking about. He's like, Mom, it's a sound. And I just knew... It wasn't good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, my God. And then they do that. <laughs> and then when he was telling me that, and I was re- remembering your story, I was like, oh, man. I want to hear, okay, one yeah. really creepy yeah. paralysis story, because I have yeah. a million uh, I could sure. tell. But this was when we lived, I've lived at two really haunted houses. One was the one I grew up in. One is this house in Longmont that's still standing. I look at it, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're okay in there. I was having weird things 
starting to happen again once after we moved into this house and one of the regular things was something walking up the stairs and down the hall and stopping at our doorway and I, I kind of got used to it because I'm like, eh, it's like old, <laughs> old news, I, whatever, <laughs> just walk around. But I had this experience. I had sleep paralysis one night. And as I'm laying, I was laying on my back frozen. You can't move. You can't talk. And through, like directly in front of me, the ceiling, this this woman appears and she's floating upside down, facing the ceiling. Like in a movie. <laughs> like head first, facing the ceiling. So it's like I'm in the same position as me almost, uh-huh. except her head is twisted all the way backwards. Oh, my God. And she's looking at me, and she's floating up near the ceiling. Are you sure you didn't write some of these scary movies? Because that's literally like <laughs> what they like, I bet you some of these are from that people's was one sleep of the paralysis shows, right? Totally. Oh, yeah, go well, ahead. What good material. It was like this, it was weird. It was like this, this blue light emanating out through her eyes and her whole body. Hmm. Very like Ghostbuster-y, ectoplasm, you know, mm-hmm. like just this light. And she just like floated, floated over me, past me, and to somewhere else. She didn't and say anything. Just did she? But she did you make direct eye contact? With oh her? yeah, oh, with the God. blue. And but what was crazy is I knew immediately that was the being that had been walking around. I wasn't afraid of her. Even then, I didn't really do anything. I actually had a psychic I used to give massages to, and she just looked up at me and was like, "You got a woman you're dealing with in your house." and like yep how did you know <laughs> and so she she was like you know you, you could talk to her and and tell her to stop doing that and because what had happened was I'm usually the one experiencing all this and the rest of my family's like meh yeah I don't know I came home one day and my husband was running around the house sweaty like wearing a towel and with a gun <laughs> and I was like, what is going on here? And he was like, somebody was getting in here, I swear. I heard them unlock the door, open the door, walk up the stairs and down the hall. And I came out and looked for you, and you weren't here. And then I heard them walking around the house. And we had the keys to our neighbor who we shared this space with. He's like, I went in there to make sure no one had broken in because their cars weren't there. And no one's here. But I, until you got home, I was hearing them walk around. And I was like, do you believe me now? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But after that, like, usually that's what it takes for me to, like, lay down, you know, lay, 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 lay down the law. Not me. This is before I was on my spiritual path, people. This is one of the reasons I started my spiritual path is I also had a super haunted house. This was in <laughs> off of, like, around 70th and Pecos area. That There's just something with that land over there. My son, who was only two at the time, my oldest son, was so afraid to go into our home. He would, we'd come home or start driving. He would start crying. I don't want to go home, mommy. Um, I'm, you know, he just hated our home. When you start having experiences by yourself, you start seeing things move, lights flickering, hearing little indistinct whispering in your ear, and you just, oh, I'm going crazy. I didn't get enough sleep because I was a night nurse. So I dismissed it to like, man, am I really that tired being a new mom and all this other stuff? And no, the house was haunted. And stuff started to happen finally when we were all together. And some of my favorites is that one of the lights that we had in that was plug in, 
was unplugged and turned on by itself. We had this whole big jar of popcorn to slide across the counters because we were right, you could see right into the kitchen. And then CJ would go, knock it off, Mickey, you're scaring my mom. Ugh. Right? And then you would hear him have conversations, you know, all by himself. And he'd have really, like, adult com- kind of conversations. And I'm like, CJ, who, who are you talking to? And he's like, Mickey. And I'm like, well, who's Nikki? That's my friend. And I'm like, okay. And he hated his back bedroom, hated it. I could never get that kid to sleep in his room. And he used to have night terrors. I mean, mm. just wake up screaming bloody murder. And it took me forever to calm this kid down. You know, he had issues with ear infections. And the doctors just always dismissed it and told me it's his ears. It's his ears. And I'm like, no, something else is going on. And it wasn't until we had that stuff where stuff happened in front of us, mm-hmm. the lights, you know, going on and off and the TV. But the biggest one that finally gave us the answers to what we were looking for is I was a night nurse. So I had to come home and sleep and Chris would drop CJ off at daycare and I was ready to fall asleep. And then I, we had these back long stairs in the back of the house and you can hear when people walk up and down it. And I heard footsteps coming towards my room. So if I went outside my room, I'm hitting into that person. So I'm literally grabbing my cell phone, those old flip phones, mm-hmm. right? And I'm running into my closet and I call Chris and I'm like, someone's in the house. Someone's broken into the house. And he's like, why are you calling me? <laughs> Not 911. I'm like, I'm so scared. I don't know what to do. And he's like, it's okay. I'm going to go call our neighbor because we were really close with our neighbors. So they have a key to our house and we'd have a key to their house. Just when we're at house sit, we'd watch each other's houses. But anyways, the neighbor comes over and I could hear him come. He came through the back and he's like yelling my name. And he's like, Trina, everything's good. I went through the whole house. You can come out. Like, oh, are you sure? Was the, And he said the back door was even locked. And stuff. So it wasn't like Ooh. anything, anybody left or anything like that. And he goes, Well, I guess I should tell you. And I was <laughs> like, Oh, man, what? Tell me what. And he goes, well, You've had several people die in this house. And one of them was named Michael, and he committed suicide in that back room. Well, guess where that back room, guys, was? It was my son's room. And we used to think it was, he, he called it Mickey, and we found out this kid's name was um, Mickey to his family and everything like that. We actually was, we had so much activity in that house, we called um, Rocky Mountain Paranormal, and they did an investigation. Mm-hmm. And literally when the, they brought three psychics with them, and when these three ladies came up and we had to leave for however long it was for them to do their investigation, they said, well, it's just not him, it's you. I'm like, it's me. Oh. What do you mean? And sure enough, yeah. I was you were attracting. I was, I was attracting and just didn't know it. Anyways, they said if we watched the video footage, we would not have went back into that house. So needless to say, they saged, they cleared the house, and they did all that, and we decided it was time to move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were able to sell our house, and this house, when we were moving, everyone was, why aren't you helping your husband? I was with my native elder, Carl, and we were doing spirit blocks in the house. Oh. As we were, they, the guys were moving in, we were blocking this house so nothing could come in. And ever since then, I mean, CJ's had some stuff here and there, but nothing like there. Nothing like there. Yeah. And one of the other stories that happened in that one is one night, CJ had one of his night terrors, just woke up, just screaming, just bloody scream. 
and I couldn't get him to come down. Chris came in and was like, what's going on? And then he started panicking on me because we need to go. We need to go. We need to go. And I was like, okay, I guess it's 2 in the morning. We're going for a car ride. And CJ, the minute we got him into the car seat and everything, he calmed down, was settling. And I was like, what's wrong, CJ? Did you have a bad dream? What's going on? He goes, no, man in room saying bye-bye. Man in room saying bye-bye. And my husband had this urge that he wanted to go by his mom's house. So we're literally driving and outside his mom's house at like 2 or 3 in the morning, just sitting there. We didn't go wake him up or anything. He's just sitting there. Uh And we're outside the car with the sleeping toddler in the back. And I was like, can we go home now? And he's like, yeah, we'll go home. And CJ finally settled down and went, got in and we went to sleep and we started our that next morning then we get a phone call right when we're getting ready in the morning from his mom saying his grandpa passed oh yeah and then no it gets better then when we went to i don't know if it was the viewing or the funeral i can't remember because it was such a while ago there was a picture board with his grandpa's pictures and everything Mm -hmm. and cj was just standing there stunned because cj is only saw him like i think two times as an infant so didn't really have like this huge interaction connection with him so we really didn't know grandpa gibbs as well as some of the other grandchildren what's wrong and he's a mom that's man saying bye-bye Aww. And so his grandpa came in, and so Chris must have sensed it, too, because he wanted to go yeah. and be around his mom. Yeah. And Talking I, about, like, ancestors right, right now. And yeah. CJ just didn't know him, so he's afraid of him. Can yeah. you imagine some stranger, like, who you thought was a stranger coming into your room saying, Bye! Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah that was That poor two-year-old was like, Nope! <laughs> I don't know you, stranger danger. You know, to us, they are yeah. like that. And just as we were talking about ancestors, my grandma always knew and had a sense that I could see spirits and ghosts because she always shared stories about her and my grandpa seeing ghosts and spirits mm-hmm. and that it was normal. And it didn't ever make me feel like I was different. She made me feel like I was normal because my mom was afraid of it. She never right. would acknowledge it. It freaked her out. It was which turned that button off for me but my grandma didn't my grandma really encouraged it Hmm. and she would share stories about like when her dad died how he crossed the room and so she knew he died immediately and it wasn't scary and I said well that's how I want you to come when Mm -hmm. you die and sure enough my husband and one of his friends were literally I don't know what they were doing up in the kitchen but they were at the table doing some tinkering or stuff with things and I was down at the living room because you can see into our upper kitchen Mm -hmm. from our living room and I saw my grandma walk right behind them and I looked at Chris and I said my grandma died and he goes how do you know I go she just walked behind you and then sure enough 10 minutes later my mom called to tell me my grandma passed and his friend was like nope I'm out of here. His friend packed up all the stuff and was like, nope, I can't handle this. I can't do this right now. I'm out of here. We have loving stories of spirit and we have spooky gooey stuff with Hannah. And that house, people don't realize when we don't acknowledge children and what they can see, children are more intuitive. Children are more in tune. If they say they see and sense something, they do. believe them listen to them don't shut them off don't tell them they're making it up it's all in their head they have a vivid imagination Mm -hmm. are they too sensitive all you're going to do is shut down that child from being able to protect their energetic space 
And even if you can't see them, acknowledge it. You know, get them the sage spray. If Give them tools so they feel empowered with that. Mm-hmm. Have them work with Archangel Michael. He's an amazing angel for protection and clearing and centering. He's our main guy we call in when we're doing our land blessings and house clearings and anything like that. Work with him. Call him in. That's how they work. And then if you feel like you can't do it yourself, guess what? We can do it. (laughs) We are a great team that works together, and we're more than happy to come and clear those houses, that energy from your life and your space, and teach you the tools and how to clear this Mm -hmm. energy. Because no matter what, especially with us going through this awakening, people are going to be more sensitive to energy. And you got to know how to work with that and what does that look like with saging or working with crystals or working with frequencies and tones. So let's start working together. And we got this. Yeah. Well, Hannah, it's always such a joy <laughs> with our conversations. You guys know this is probably not our last conversation because we have some more spooky stories to share and tell and also our energy medicine don't forget that hannah is an amazing energy medicine woman herself she won't acknowledge it but she is so we have stories i would love to do one with her talking about her being a moon dancer because she's a moon dancer pipe carrier and then also herbal medicines we have tons of topics me and this girl can go over and literally (laughs) we get together and we can just lose time just talking about just our experiences and stuff like that so i just want to thank you guys for joining us today we hope you took some ways to bring in some support with the veil thinning and had some spooky fun with me and hannah you can connect with me at my website at www.alteredhaven.com and you can connect with hannah at on instagram most likely and my at is at blessed b6 and you check out her etsy store with all her amazing jewelry and weaving work it's phenomenal become our friends on her instagram you can come friends with me on any of my social media i just love building our community together and if you enjoyed this podcast you can support us with a coffee or a venmo donation or a friend don't forget the shadows of a thousand years is rising up again. Listen to the whispers in the air. Feel the spirits of your loved ones all around you. And I hope you enjoy this next Halloween. <laughs> <laughs>